Every jackass has a podcast, right? And now it's time for FinCast. Boom shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Fennerin is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Fennerin who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now. All right, Falcons fans, another week in the books, another Falcons loss, and you are tuned into FinCast, brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons, BFIN86, Brian Finneran. What up? I'm Tyler Nelson, and over to our new member of the team, Joe T. Virgin, our new executive producer. Hey. Yo, yo, yo. What up? Uh, and happy birthday, Joe. Happy birthday, Joe, number 24. Any big, Num- two, four. Two, any four. big plans today or this week? Nope. Or did you do anything this weekend? I, I didn't want to make plans. I had some fun this weekend. Went to the Indiana Auburn game at State Farm. You mean until the until you watched the Falcons game? You had fun this weekend until. So that you was watched funny the because uh, Saturday night, Aaron and I were down at um, the Reverb Hard Rock Hotel right by oh, yeah, the, yeah, right by right the stadium. By the stadium. Mm-hmm. So that's where they put up. We had an alumni weekend with the Falcons. So that's the one game they bring everybody back. Right. They're trying to make it a bigger and better event. Like a two-day event this year where they did a Saturday night, stayed at the hotel, check in at like three or four, and then a cocktail party and food cool. served at Stats. Nice. Upstairs in that area. Mm-hmm. So that was a really fun turnout. And then tickets to the game and a brunch and tailgate if the weather agrees on Sunday. So a two-day event. They brought a, it was a 20. 20- is it just you players and, and your wives and stuff? Or, exactly. Or, or is it like other Falcons, like get like guests, clients there, things? Just, Mainly just, just, y'all. just players, alumni. Guys that played for the team at any point in their careers. And then they had a special shout-out to the 1998 Super Bowl squad. Sure. So I got a chance to hang out with guys like Tim Dwight and Bob Whitfield, Ray Buchanan, Ashley Ambrose, Terrence Mathis, Tony Martin, uh, Robbie Tobek, who was, I think, a center for that 98 squad. Okay, Chris Chandler yep. was my first quarterback here in Atlanta. I'm forgetting a bunch of them, but we had a really oh, good yeah, time sure. catching up and being around those guys and and mingling. So I say that because I showed up at the Reverb, and the eleventh floor is a top rooftop bar. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. That's cool. And it looks right at down at the stadium. It's yeah. really pretty. Nice little scene. The sunset was coming back over our left shoulder, and like four or five Auburn dress kids come in, and then some couple girls with Indiana University <laughs> sweatshirts on, and another dude with the Indiana jumpsuit. They, they warm ups. Okay. They're like um, they're red and white stripes. Yeah, sure. Almost like Where's Waldo kind of guy. <laughs> and there's probably 25 by the time we got done there because they all just left State Farm Arena where they played the game. Auburn whooped up on Indiana pretty good. It was brutal. We left early. Oh, you're uh, an Indiana guy. Yeah, my dad and sister and brother-in-law and everybody went there. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I've had that jumpsuit since I was a kid. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Oh, is it like a is it like a thing for them? It's yeah. a classic thing. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Candy striped pants. Okay, yeah, candy striped red and white <laughs> pants, straight down. All the guys that come out, they warm up in it, in the Indiana players, and then got a guys buy them and wear them to the game as fans. So it's funny you say that. So we got to see a bunch of those people and wonder what the hell is going on. Nice, nice fans. Everything was cool, and then we had a great weekend um, until obviously the Falcons ruined it. Again. Loss, nonwithstanding. So wow. uh, yeah, big, big thumbs down. So let's get into that. Uh, what did? Uh, I, there's, I don't know. I feel, I feel like there's so many directions to go in. If just the end of the game goes a little bit differently, we're we're sitting here with a win. We're talk, We're probably having a different conversation in terms of tone, in terms of which direction do you want to digest this with. But we didn't. We lost. And even you can say, well, there was that fumble at the end that we technically recovered, and it should have been our in the game. Blah blah. blah. 
But we lost. There was something my dad said to me a lot when I was a kid playing sports. Losers find a way to lose. Winners find ways to win. Mm -hmm. And the Falcons keep finding ways to lose. I agree. That's the way I feel about that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, it's Whether you go back to Minnesota, where you had a chance to sack the quarterback and end and the game. Right. Or the next week at Arizona, we had a chance to sack the quarterback on a third and, and didn't. whatever. And you let him get a scramble for a 60, I think he ran 68.5 yards in a circle and around and got a 10-yard gainer for a first down. And Kyler Murray gets their win, second win of the season against us. <laughs> you can't take care of business against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where the defense was solid. Yeah. Uh, the offense gave up a safety again. Two weeks in a row you gave up a safety. Oh, my God. Okay. Unacceptable. Fullback misses a backside block. On um, Antoine Winfield, mm -hmm. he comes all the way around and surprises, for some reason, Desmond Ritter, who pump fakes in the end zone on a max protect. So he assumes he has more time right? because you keep eight guys in the, bo in yep. the box protecting. He doesn't. gets strip sacked. They pick it, we pick it up. Keith Smith picks it up, gets tackled in the end zone. It's a safety. Second, Second game straight with the safety. Impossible to do. Second drive of our game early in the game. We have our quarterback catch a snap in shotgun, turn his Which, back. Which, by the way, let me pause you right here. This play that you're about to say, just looking at it, before it happened, I said, this is going to be an interception. I said it out loud. Mm. I'm sitting there by myself watching it, and I said, "This, no, no, this is an interception. You, I said that out loud to myself, and then, please. You now started the, the game in the first series with a screen pass off to the right to Bijan Robinson. Right. And you motioned the guy over there, and you threw it to him, and you got like five or six yards. Good. That's nice. Good first down gainer. That's great. Second series of the game, first play of that second series, what do we do? Same Screen play. out to the right. to be, uh, This time to, I think it was number 81, Jonu Smith, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember who but it was. Kyler Pitts decides he's not going to block the outside corner, who decides he's going to jump it because he sees it coming because it's so obvious, and he takes it before the receiver can catch the ball and on a screen again and falls down and... It should have been a pick six. It wasn't. They score a few plays later. And, and that's so what, nine, that's nine like, points you gave up. Before he snapped the ball, I'm sitting going, no, 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 no. Because yeah. I know, I, the guy who does not watch film, who does not study the other team as granularly as the other team does before a matchup on Sunday, and he did exactly what I, any cornerback in the league could have done and should have done and would have done. Yeah, it was too— It was so bad. Very predictable. Same motion over that way. The quarterback, when you have Desmond Ritter catch it, turn and fake to the left, spin around— 360. Yeah, almost like a almost a 360. Turn your back to the defense. So now you don't see that corner anticipating the screen. So now you can't feel it. Now you're just throwing it blindly, and the guy takes it from you. It's just a dumb design. And was is, was that spin designed? Is that part yes. of it? Is like it's a yes. miss? Oh, my God. It's a fake handoff to the left. Right. And instead of getting the ball quickly, just pick it and throw, he spins around. So he can't see the corner and what he's doing over to his Jumping right because his back yeah. is to him. He comes and throws it blindly, and the guy does a great job of making a play. Kyle Pitt doesn't block him. No, he doesn't. Bad job by him. It's just the whole thing. So, between the safety and the touchdown, you gave nine points up offensively. And so did them. two missed field goals. And two missed field goals. Who would have saw that coming? From our most reliable player. Yeah. Yes. So, just one of those games where young Wei Koo can't even kick a field goal, and it goes off the upright or crossbar, whatever the hell happened. So One hit the crossbar and one went wide left. Yes. Yeah. But with all that said, it's 22-17. to 17. You get the ball back and you go on a five-play 75-yard drive in two minutes and 45 seconds and score a touchdown. And yeah. you take the lead and get a two-point conversion. Yep. So now it's 25-22 with the lead with just over three minutes left in the game and the defense decides this is the game they don't want to show up for and they give up a 12-play 75-yard drive Game-winning touchdown, and it's 29-25.
we get a small opportunity at the end of the game, which we can get into that or not. I don't care. I mean, they're supposed to run a Hail Mary from 38 yards out because by the time the quarterback drops back, he's 45 yards back. Yeah. And you really can't run a route. We no. ran a route. We ran a 25, 28 yard in cut. To and threw it, the, the, th- threw it short of the end zone. Threw it short of the end zone. Got tackled on the four yard line, and the ball game's over. For those of you listening, that sound is me beating my head against the mic uh, for for lack of a wall close enough to me. So just frustrating and disappointing, and an opportunity lost again. Again, I keep saying this: from being two and zero to four and four, or six and six, or six and seven. Now you had an opportunity to capture this city and put yourself in first place in the division. Yeah, you just lost it to Tampa Bay in a game you should have won. Now you're behind them, and your playoff hopes are dwindling. You got to win out pretty much, or at least beat the NFC team. So and and the the schedules are more or less completely we have comparable. Thirtieth easiest schedule. So I guess that would be we less the second, or total. We have the second easiest schedule left in in left. football. Yeah, the Panthers this week are yes. one and twelve. Then the Colts. Colts. Then the Bears and the Saints. Bears, Bears and, and the then Saints. the Saints. Okay, so not good teams. And three on the road, by the way. Yes. And not yeah, that so. it matters because we. We're not great on the road, yeah. but uh, or great at all. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, the only real team, and I remember looking at this during the game. I think that really is of any worth that Tampa Bay plays is Green Bay. They have a Tampa very Bay, similar schedule. Uh, somewhat. Go ahead. They've got Jacksonville. Jacksonville's Jacksonville. a good team. Jacksonville's and a good Green team. Green Bay, who just took a bad loss in New York to the Giants mm-hmm. last night. Then Saints, then Carolina. Yeah. So, so we both have Carolina and the, and the Saints again. So it's very interesting. Usually that's such a good, and maybe it will be again, like having that much divisional play, games uh, yeah. played at the end oh. of the season. I mean, our I last love that. game against the Saints is, it I might would be. imagine, a lot's going to be on the table. For yeah, that but one. we basically have to run the table, I would have to imagine. You could lose to Indy probably and go 3-1 and one and give yourself a chance at 9-7, and seven, I guess. Or what, is that? what does that put you at? That would put us at 9-8. 9-8. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. You got a chance, but yeah, it'd be nice if you could win them all, but who knows. If they, don't do, the, if they do the exact same, they're in and we're out. That's correct. So they have to lose two games to our one. And the Saints, who are also tied with us, have the Giants, Rams, Bucks, and us. Right. But don't we have? Do we have the? Do we have the kicker over them? If there's, how is that? What's the? We have the tiebreaker right now because we beat them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then we have one more game against them. At the and end if of the they, season. but if they win, if they beat us in the where, where's the tie go? Because like Tampa Bay, where we've split. It depends on the conference record at that point. So which who knows? Okay. If it's a head-to-head, Good grief. Yeah, we just have to. We have to beat the <laughs> NFC teams. <laughs> And, and and hopefully squeezed by the Colts and Gardner the, Minshew. The NFC South, which not that long ago, the quarterbacks in the division were Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, uh, let's see, who was it? Carolina, Cam, Newton, Cam, Cam Newton, and in Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Yeah, that was the division not that long ago, and now it's t- three way tie by an under by three under five hundred teams. Remarkable, remarkable. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Good grief. Um, okay, so Finn, my thing with a lot of what I see in this game is even if they're doing well, it's er- erratic and stubborn play calling. All, all passing drive. When we're not a passing, t- well, you know, for all intents and purposes, we're a run first team, right? We're built around that. I mean, we have Kyle Pitts, we have Drake London, we have these first round marquee names to be fantasy leading WR1s and TEs and, you know, the stat sheets, but we are a running team. Yeah. And no, yet, there's no question about it, and it, it helps everybody when you can run the football. Who was it last night? I think the Giants ran for 205 yards, and our boy Tommy DeVito was 17 of 21 for 138, 158 yards. When you run the ball effectively like they did and like we can, your quarterback just has to like manage the game. Don't make bad plays. Don't turn the football over. Right. Don't throw pick sixes or, or get safeties because you hold on the ball too long. 
If you can just protect the football, complete passes to guys that can make plays, run the football effectively like we've done a few times in our wins, you should be good. But here's what happens when you do what you're talking about. You scored a touchdown and made it 10-10, to 10, right? Right. After that touchdown, you missed a field goal, five plays, 21 yards. You had great field position, but you only got 21 yards. Yep. You had a safety you gave up. You had another missed field goal, six plays, 19 yards. Great field position you yep. got from your defense and special teams. And you don't take advantage of it. Then you come out at halftime with the ball and five plays, 27 yards, punt. punt. Three plays, zero yards, punt. Three plays, minus one yard, punt. Ugh. Eight plays, 23 yards, punt. Ugh. Not until you got the ball with like, I don't know, in the fourth quarter, do you decide to do anything good with it and scored it, went on a seven-play drive for a touchdown. I mean, you had seven drives by the time you scored a, your first touchdown to make it 10-10 to 10 and the fourth quarter where – Seven it was drives. awful. When dude. you put it in that perspective, so uh, another thing, too, another thing too that the announcer kept pointing out is like even when there were a few times, that I think it was earlier in the game too, where Desmond was scrambled and he got and he, he kept saying it's great he's resolutely making this decision, he's doing this, but he's got <laughs> Kyle Pitts wide open, he's got Drake London wide open. It's great that he that he's making these resolute decisions as opposed to happy feet. And I'm paraphrasing lightly here, but he has this dude wide open now. And when they show in the long shot that they wouldn't have necessarily seen and that. In the in game, in the moment, play, you're like, oh yeah, he's standing alone, 25 yards down the field. How does that? How does a, a coach or anybody fix that for a quarterback in Desmond Ritter position? Yeah. How do you make him f- see that? I don't know. It's hard to make him see anything. I think he just doesn't have that X Y chromosome that tells you to just relax, go through your progressions, be calm, cool, and collected in the pocket. Although, do you see what he's doing in the fourth quarter? Some stat came out about Desmond Ritter in the fourth quarter, like the fourth best quarterback in the NFL. And you're talking about Dak Prescott and a couple of guys like that. That's like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, man. I know. Like, I, don't <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, dude. In Great. the fourth quarter, he's been really, really good. Looks all organized up here. <laughs> Ship's going down, but, you know, <laughs> <That> is, <laughs> this shit's in order. funny. So, for whatever reason, the fourth quarter, the guy steps up and does stuff, but first through third quarter, like I just rattled off, that second and third quarter were complete disasters. Yeah, yeah. That makes the play calling, like, to speak to that, because that's, I, I think, what I was trying to get at with this whole yeah. pass versus rush thing is, what what is what is going on? I mean, not even just the individual examples, like we were first talking about, about that interception that was should have been a pick six, it was inside our own five, that was just blatantly stupid. Other than that, this just strange resistance to do what seems to be most obvious and make the most sense. What's going on with that? Um, I, I'm not sure. Uh, Arthur Smith is taking a lot of heat. I don't like the amount of screen passes we throw out wide. Like, I love, God, who was it when I was watching dialed up some unbelievable screen passes? Oh, Villanova was playing on Saturday. I know. In the FCS uh, third round of what the What was playoffs. it against Idaho State or something? It was uh, No, I South Dakota State, number, South one Dakota the, State. number one in the country. Oh, South Dakota, Idaho, so whatever. What's the difference? South Dakota State. Anyway... <laughs> But they drew up plays designed to be blitz pressures, screen plays where the quarterback can backpedal a little bit, just drop it over the guys. And it was it was a natural, true running back screen where you design it, mm-hmm. call it, based off of the blitz that's coming. Right. Where we just try to manufacture wide receiver screens to running backs, wide receivers, and our tight ends where we've had one big play on that so far. It was this the Johnny Smith go. Yeah, Johnny Smith, huge, long touchdown. Yeah. But outside of that, dude, they've been somewhat wasteful and, and, and very predictive. Yeah, I mean, very, very predictable. predictable. Very predictable. So that's like, again, like I'm telling you, armchair quarterback to the definition. I'm sitting there before he snaps on and go, uh, 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 interception. Yeah. 
And that's before I even see the guy come, the ball snapped, and he just is like, there it is. And you can slow-mo, like, in a movie, the character gets shot and dies and falls slowly to the ground. That's when yeah. I'm like, no, boom. So. Is that an experience thing with Desmond Ritter, too, to be able to call an audible when he sees the defense setting up for... Yeah, there's built-in there's built in what we call hot reads. So if he does see a blitz or a, a bad look, he a lot of times Arthur Smith will give him two plays so he can check to something else or he'll say can, 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 or you hear him go to line of scrimmage, we're good, we're good, we're good. And every once in a while he'll point out to the receiver and make sure they're on the same page. So if his guy does blitz, he'll run a slant or a quick out or something. So there's stuff built in. In the NFL, and, and um, I don't know. It's just the kid was 26 of 40 for 347 yards. He scored 25 points. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's passable to an extent, but it's right. it's it's. But the, you really look deep down into it. It's right. kind of ugly. Yeah. Just, yeah. In, in, in the same way that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not score 29 true, like, hard-earned scored points. 20 points. Yeah. In my opinion, because it gave him a safety and a touchdown. We gave him a safety and a touchdown, and you could argue didn't score on defense our... was great they got worn down the last two drives for tampa bay they were like 10 and nine eight and 10 minutes long or something crazy so anyway let's move on to yeah, carolina let's, on. let's um see what kind of movies joe virgin has seen <laughs> yeah. yes i do <laughs> please actually <laughs> please so today is joe's birthday as we said at the top uh happy birthday joe but something you were discussing uh with hudson mason on the locker room today Brought up an interesting question. Yeah, we've done this the entire entirety of Hudson's career here at 680 The Fan, especially inside the locker room for the last couple few years. And he was very sheltered growing up, apparently. Yeah, he didn't know who the Muppets were. He doesn't know a lot. He um, didn't know who the Muppets were? That's funny. Dude, that's good. Thanks. He um, He's not a big movie watcher. I think he'd rather... Says he'd rather read a book, but I think that's farce. I don't. Uh, that's, yeah. No. Um, guy never, <laughs> guy never stepped foot read. inside the Georgia Library. He spent five <laughs> years there, for God's sake. Um, so here's Hudson, and these are movies he has not seen. Okay, he hasn't seen he hasn't seen very many movies at all. But these are the ones we said you have I'm to see these. Flabbergasted when if I saw you're this a male, warm blooded male that's like between 25 and we'll call 24 and 55, and you haven't seen these movies. You got some work to do. Yeah. All right. So I put this out there to millennials and I guess Gen Z now that we're talking to Joe. Hey, millennials out there, have you seen these movies? And I listed them. And just a handful that we've talked about throughout the course of Hudson Mason's tenure on our show. By the way, Hudson's leaving on Friday. He's got a gig with yeah. Chick-fil-A. Just bittersweet. Good for him. And, and uh, It's great but, for him, but we'll miss him. For absolutely. Sure. So here are the movies. And you want to just all name the movie. You tell me if you've seen it or not. Got it. Braveheart. No. No. Oh. Gladiator. Yes. Goodfellas. Love it. Oh. Major League. Love it. Yep. Scarface. Yes. Caddyshack. Absolutely. Shawshank Redemption. For sure. <laughs> a few good men. Um. Joe, maybe no. put that one. Okay. Yeah, that's a, really a great one. That's a fantastic one. It's a great one. So Braveheart and a few I, good men. I think I started watching a few good. men. Yeah, I can I see like, that. Yeah. It's a. It's that's more, impressive. It's more of a proud thinker of you, in a certain proud system. of your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Joe. Your brothers, whoever had you sit down and watch those movies, that was spectacular. It actually a small little trivia fact about a few good men. In uh, one of the scenes, Tom Cruise is watching a baseball movie. It's based in. I guess he's a Boston fan, but he's watching a. A Boston Red Sox game, but they're playing the Braves, and Dale Murphy hits a home run on the game he's watching. Come on, yeah, yeah, uh huh, absolutely. That's crazy. So, in a few good men, you see Dale Murphy hit a hit a home run. But that is an that is an excellent movie, excellent movie. And there, of course, the great line from that one is, "You, you can't, can't handle the truth." So you know that at least he knows it. Braveheart also yeah, good. You haven't Tom seen Tom Cruise, great Jack movie. Nicholson, yes. Uh, Braveheart, Mel Gibson. Demi Moore. No, no, no uh, Braveheart is Mel Gibson. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Mm-hmm. 
That's great. Well, I'm glad. Goodfellas yeah. is my favorite out of those. It, it, is it? Yeah, that's yeah. a great, great Joe movie. Joe Pesci in that movie oh, is like absolutely all timer, the best, total badass, all timer for sure. Funny how. Oh my <laughs> funny. funny how. Go get your shine box. All right. So, <laughs> good job, Joe. Uh, happy Proud birthday. You. you you passed the Gen Z millennial test, I suppose. I've seen each of those. You know, I'm, I'm a millennial. A hundred times each, probably. Yes. B- Brave so the le- uh, Braveheart the least, I think, probably, if I had to I, say so. But, I mean, I couldn't begin to tell you how many times I've seen those other ones. Yeah. So, I, I mean, A Few Good Men is one I watch maybe twice a year. I love that movie. That's an excellent movie. Yeah. I mean, what else would you What would you say is a movie? Give me your top three movies. Maybe we haven't seen any of them. I'll give you three. A All, Clockwork mm-hmm. Orange. I don't yes. think I've seen that. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, Stanley Kubrick. Oh, my God. That's an f- absolutely fantastic movie. Akira. What is Akira? Is that a? It's anime, right? It's an anime movie from the nineties. Yeah, I've heard of it. The most influential piece of like anime ever. Okay. One of the most influential in, like, since Pinocchio in animation. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, Next, I'll go Dead Poet Society. Makes me cry every time. Great freaking go. movie. Great movie. Great fo- freaking movie. Absolutely. Good list, buddy. Oh, Captain, my captain. There it is. All right, then I guess the last thing to discuss is the Falcons are now on the road against Carolina. Yes. And they are one and eight. They're one and twelve. Dude. One and twelve, whatever the math is. One and they've won one game. <laughs> so week fifteen. As soon as I said out. that, I knew I, that wasn't shit correct. What are you but. talking about? <laughs> they've won one game and they beat who? The they beat the Houston Bears? Texans, the Texans fifteen to thirteen in the battle of the number one and number two picks from this season with Bryce Young right, and CJ Stroud took on CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud, by the way, a concussed mm-hmm. uh, by Quinn and Williams of the Jets this week. Yep. Hit his head really hard on the turf. Mm. And uh, he's very questionable this week. I was surprised AJ Terrell made it back. Yeah, I was too. By but the way, made... we played that game. We were beat the bleep up. I mean, we were beat. Oh up. yeah, the Falcons. We, we, the, we had to get healthy. Line was... Four of the five offensive linemen were out at one point of the game. We had a left-handed center. I don't even know who it was. What's I his name? What's my name? Vrabel. Was it Vrabel's kid? Vrabel's kid came in and played left tackle for us, and Jake Matthews got hurt, I believe. Anyamato didn't play. Grady's obviously out. Troy Anderson's been out for a while. Uh, Nate Lamon didn't play. Jeff Okuda. Jeff Okuda didn't play. But Clark Phillips did a, had a great game. He, did. he, he had a nice. really good game. And A.J. Terrell had some big plays, he too. He did. I mean, Mike Evans had one catch for eight yards. Yeah. It's a hell, hell of a job by the secondary. So, and, and Chris Goodwin's name it, wasn't called but three times, I think, right? Godwin. What did I say? Is it Goodwin? Is that Goodwin again? It's Godwin. I know it's Godwin. I said Goodwin again. I know it's Godwin. Anyway, so just if you want an excuse or anything to Edit. look at, that, that could be it. So, All right, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. Uh, <laughs> we have Bryce Young. What was the, Joe, what was the stat that you mentioned at the beginning? 13 for 36. Was his completion record last weekend? Yes. Wow. That was against the Saints. Wow. Um, that is <laughs> awful. But the Saints have a pretty decent secondary. Yeah, but I know. I don't think Bright, I don't think uh, our guy looked that bad. No. So hopefully he can have a repeat performance of that one because thirteen to thirty six for one hundred thirty seven yards, no touchdowns, no picks is just as about as bad as it could possibly get. Yeah. Um, we got to shut him down, just take care of that run game, and um, I think we should be good, man. I just. But we've we said cannot that, lose to a one and twelve just, football team. It's just that you know, and I don't think we will. I think we're we will sneak past these guys, or maybe we'll bury them and look like Titans. Yeah. Who knows? I have no idea what to. I have no idea what to predict. And that's the thing is that Good. for every game we should have and could have won, 
we go, there's this one little thing that happens, or yeah. there's these two multiple things that there's no way to predict. Like, you could have never predicted Young Way Koo would have missed two, fe- two, field, two goals. field goals. That we would get a safety for a second straight game. That we they wouldn't acknowledge a fumble and fumble recovery for the Falcons on that last drive. There's no way to predict these things that ultimately cumulatively lead to us going, how the hell did we lose this game? That's why you have to take care of your business. You have to have attention to detail. You have to do the right things the entire time. You can't be Kadarius Tony for the Kansas oh City God, Chiefs yeah. and line up offsides. Uh, with a minute left in the game, it's just blatantly you, offsides. You want to talk about lightning striking twice? That happened to the Chiefs last year, right? Or two uh, years ago? Like three or four years ago. D four lined up. D four lined up. Uh, it took away a interception, an interception by Tom Brady. Yeah. So there's attention to detail that needs to take place. You need to be stressed all week long in practice. You need to do the right thing. You need to block the right guys. You need to have the right leverage. Kyle Pitts letting the guy cornerback go inside him on a screen coming mm-hmm. your way and not at least touching them with your long arms. There's just a lack of effort and attention to detail sometimes, and it just drives me nuts. With that said, Drake London had a fantastic game. Yeah, you catches, called that when you were right. 172 yards, put ourselves in pretty good shape in, up and down the field. And and if if we had won really that game, athletic catches, what we would be talking about is that catch in, on, in the fourth that quarter. Awesome. That was an incredible catch. That's not that a was... ball you should really throw unless you really believe in your receiver because that's cover two. Mm-hmm. Safety was in position to just take it away, and he made a beautiful play to get over there and snatch that thing out of the air. <laughs> Dude was sitting there just waiting for it to land in his hands. <laughs> he came over and made a great – it was Julio Jones-esque, like the Julio Jones catch in the Super Bowl a few years ago. That was beautiful catch. Mm-hmm. If only – if only it mattered. If only it mattered. All right, uh, let's close it out with pick to play. Finn, you nailed it with Drake London this past week, mm-hmm. so you go first. All right, so this week maybe it's Kyle Pitt's turn to do something special. I like it. Uh, he looked a little more healthy but still not doing exactly what you want him to. So let's see if we can't get Kyle Pitts in the end zone again at a 36-yard touchdown on a nice drawn-up play mm-hmm. by Arthur Smith. Three catches, 57 yards last week. Let's get him about six or seven catches, nine or ten targets, another touchdown for him. Falcons go into Carolina as three-point favorites. It will not be a tough place to play. The weather looks like it's about 50 degrees and, and maybe a little bit of rain, but Carolina's 1-12. and 12. There'll be no home environment. You're playing on grass. Get in there and whoop that ass and come back 7-7 seven and seven and see if you can't get a little mojo going for the rest of the season. Joe. I'm going to do a little two-for-one here. Pop, pop, two-for-one. I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> Hodge and Mac Hollins. Okay. Those secondary wide receivers, uh-huh. they're going to be focused a lot on Drake London this game after his big game last week to be able to take some of the pressure off of him and get some targets, a few receptions each, I think could be key to opening up I like some it. space in the game. And I like the way Matt Collins plays, man. He plays with an attitude, and I yeah, really like does. that. I like that from a wide receiver. Uh, I'm going to stay on the defense side of the ball again, and I'm going to say I'm gonna say two for one more. I'm going to pick one and then give some acknowledgement to Caden Ellis, who had a great game, who was, named, he was around the ball almost every play, had some great tackles. So uh, acknowledgement to Caden Ellis, but I'm going to go with an obvious Jesse Bates. I think that this is lined up for him to have a great game. And not just a, not just a pick or two, but I'm t- maybe some cornerback sacks off the side. I, I think that this lines up for that very because he's had a couple of those this season that are resound. Yeah, uh huh. Boy can hit for sure. So that's mine is uh, Jesse Bates. You said Coriel Hodge and Mac Hollins, and you went Kyle Pitts with the, the, the unicorn, the, the fake unicorn, unicorn, the fake unicorn, pseudo unicorn, the funicorn. All right, <laughs> thank you. Well, with that, uh, happy birthday again, Joe. Uh, 24, big tw- the big 2-4. Kobe year. My second oh. one. Oh. <laughs> 8 and 24. That's funny. All right. Uh, happy birthday, Joe. Let's go Falcons. Rise up. Thank you for tuning in to FinCast. FinCast is brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons.
Fincast is hosted by Brian Finneran and co-hosted by Tyler Nelson. Executive produced by Joe Virgin. Fincast is hosted by 680 The Fan and thepodcastpark.com. You can find Fincast wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing credit song by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song, I Will Not Follow. We'll see you next week on Fincast. Appreciate you, dog. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com save. That's worthybonds.com save. And save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to WadeFord.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at WadeFord.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer.